Hello, everyone. My name is Rochelle Innocent, and I'm the founder and CEO of Project Purpose. Welcome to our channel. Our community is focused on fostering the intellectual and character development in children. We do this through our parent-child workshops that are focused on four themes, autonomy, self-efficacy, compassion, and self-concept, in order to cultivate grit, perseverance, and resilience in each child. And we are so thrilled to be offering one of the first of its kind digital, virtual, and continuous learning environments, enabling parents and children to connect from all around the world. At Project Purpose, our overarching mandate is to renew and rebuild family, community, and relationships. Our different social media platforms provide us with an opportunity to have discussions and to create space for all topics that relate to family, community, and relationships with ourselves as well with others with a primary focus on mental health and education. More precisely, the ways that the institutions of mental health and education play a role and have played a role in our societies at large. These discussions and debates provide us with an opportunity to think critically about what needs to change within these structures for us to live up to our bold slogans, support, protect, and empower each child through youth-focused development, better known as leadership in juvenescence. We recognize that in valuing our children's leadership potential, this also translates as recreating and co-creating environments, both socially and politically, that will enable our children to thrive. For those of you who are particularly keen on the topic, we also write thought pieces. Every other Sunday, we actually have a thought piece scheduled to drop this upcoming Sunday, so be sure to meander over to the website and check out our online content. Now, if it is the case that you are looking for a listening alternative, well, we're available wherever podcasts are playing, and we've provided you with access to a few links down below. Now, as is the convention, be sure to subscribe, hit that post notification bell so that you are aware of every time we post. And of course, if you like these conversations and you want to keep them going, like, comment, and share this segment. Let's get into it. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another segment here on Project Purpose. For those of you who are new, we cover topics that relate to mental health, mental wellness, and education on a week-by-week basis. And today's topic of discussion is mental health. And the topic of mental health, I'm going to give you five signs that you have healed more than you think you have. And I think that this is a great conversation to have because I talk a lot about my healing journey and about feeling complete, feeling aligned, but that was a process. And I think that now that I've reached this space of peace, for the most part, I can see the leaps and strides, some of the patterns and some of the growing pains that came with where I was to arriving here. So where I was will define that as the decision point to cut ties with all of the people that I felt were really not healthy for me, with all the people that I felt were very toxic. And my decision to break away and build anew will make that the decision point. And that was just before the pandemic really kicked off and spun 
spiraled. And if I think about the transformation between 2019 up until now, I can give you some things that have taken place without me really recognizing it, but I feel now in hindsight are a signal of the fact that I'm healing and that of the fact that I've made leaps and strides. And so the first one I want to talk about is I don't want to kibosh a fallacy that we hear all the time, whereas like the fallacy is that with time things get easier. This is a false expectation that I think that we establish trying to make things feel a little bit less arduous by way of healing. And I don't think that things get easier, but I think you get stronger. So I think that the things that were very hard, very difficult to push through, like bitter pills to swallow, the betrayal, the treachery, the lies, if you were a victim of smearing, like all of those things, I think when you are still very broken and when you're still very I think in a fragile state, it's very debilitating, right? And then when you reach this point where you like working on yourself, you're working on your, your self-love, you're working on self-care, you're working on recultivating that sense of inner self-worth, those things have less of an impact on you. It's not that it's less vehement, it's not that it's less vicious, it's that, that you're stronger. You're much more capable to deal with the riffraff, to deal with the pressure coming against you and to deal with the hatred and the evil and some of the really tough situations that you're having to deal with the tough social situations, tough legal relational situations that you're needing to deal with. And I think that you just become stronger, right? So it's not that it becomes easier. I think that if we think about the gravity and the amount of pressure and the amount of weight and resources going behind trying to destroy someone or that went behind whatever it is you're dealing with, you'll find that when you start to really deal with it head on and when you start to do the inner work, it's not that it gets easier. It's not that they like lighten up and like, okay, well, she's healing. So I guess we'll pack up and go. No, they amp up the heat, right? So I I think as people recognize that they're not getting the same reactions out of you, they're not getting the same energy from you, then they ramp up their assault, right? They, they ramp up the attacks and the smears and everything it was that they were doing primarily that injured you. So as they ramp it up, if your focus is less on how horrible this is and why is this happening to you and your focus is more on, well, how do I heal as this is going on? Like, how do I make sure that I represent myself the best way, that I'm aligned to myself the best way that I possibly can be given the situation that I honor myself and my thoughts, beliefs, and in my actions, then you'll find that you get you just get stronger, right? It doesn't have the same effect on you. So I think, no, it doesn't get easier. I don't think that anything in life worth pursuing is easy. And I think healing is anything but easy, but you develop the strength to push through. The things that hurt you and debilitated you before are not going to have the capacity or the ability to debilitate you. Again, and more of the same is not going to debilitate you. It's the kind of strength that is very deeply rooted where any kind of assault of the same style just doesn't have the same effect on you anymore because you've done that inner work because you've done that healing so i find that now when i think about the situations and the circumstances and the conversations that went around people just assuming the worst of me and how terrible that made me feel now i just don't feel a whole heck of a lot about it it was just a moment in time right and i think that that brings me to point number two and that is remembrance comes without the pain and without the bitterness and without the resentment and without the, the anger and the content and so for me because i thought i had solid friendships at least. I thought I had solid connections. I thought that the people that I took the time to get to know knew me well enough to not get swayed by a lot of the rumors and the gossip and a lot of what was going on. And I felt completely blindsided by how quickly people just 
jumped on the bandwagon when it was the case that I was experiencing my smear campaign and when it was the case that I was cutting off eyes and dealing with narcissistic rage and dealing with a lot of just attacks at all sides of my character. And I honestly did not think that these attacks would hold weight. I didn't think that these blows would land because I thought that I believed in my in my community a lot. I believed in the friendships that I had. I believed in my network. I believed that everyone was going to see through the facade and be like, you know, this doesn't sound like Rochelle. And recognizing that that wasn't the case, the pain that came with recognizing that people didn't know me well enough or didn't care to ask questions. They were just easily awed into whatever narrative that they heard about me. That was a bitter pill to swallow that was very painful. And that took a lot. So a lot of my healing, I think, was focused on like making sure that when I was remembering and forgiving and letting it go, I was being compassionate with myself and making sure that like as I was healing, I wasn't making bitter promises. Like I'm never gonna trust again. I'm never gonna believe again. And I was like, well, how do I make sure that I don't set myself up for the same situation? And I realized that like who I am, how I am to others, I think that I don't wanna lose that. I don't want to lose the amount of joy I derive out of relationship, the amount of depth that I want to put into other people, the amount of energy and emotion that I want to invest in other people. I don't want to lose the part of me that loves relationship and loves friendship and loves being in community. But that meant that as I was healing and letting go and forgiving that I had to adjust my standard, right? So like the kind of people that I'm going to let in my life now are not going to be the kinds of people who are going to be so easily bought over. And as a result of that, as part of that healing process, I've reserved, I believe, my ability to love again, to trust again, to form relationships again, foster healthy connections. I believe that I've done that healing work, but my standards are extremely high. So I would much rather spend time alone than subject myself to relationships that end up being dead weight, right? And I do consider the kinds of relationships where people are easily bought, easily swayed, easily turn against you as dead weight. The amount of time and energy you put into those individuals, it really didn't amount to much other than like the betrayal that you experience, which is a bitter pill to swallow. It was very difficult for me to swallow, but I find that now I remember less. The remembrance is less frequent. And when I remember, it's not painful. It's just like, oh, like I remember how painful that was, but the pain isn't there anymore. And that's because I gave myself this space to process that pain every time it came up and I let it go, right? I forgave them. And remember, forgiving is not for the people who harmed you. Forgiving is for yourself so that you're not rooted in bitterness and, and contempt and in these negative feelings that just don't serve you and don't serve the relationships that are waiting for you now that you've cut away from some of those toxic relationships. And so I found that that was another indicator of healing that I truly enjoy and embrace. And it takes time. It takes time to then one day, you know, make a point to remember a detail that was so painful at one point. And now you don't feel anything. There's indifference there. And that's because you've done the healing work. It's not that you've numbed yourself and like, you know, you're so numb that you like have choked away the pain. It's like you've experienced that pain enough and you've exercised that pain out of your system enough that you've truly forgiven those people. You've truly let it go and you've shifted and changed your standards so that you don't make yourself susceptible to that kind of behavior in the future. So I think that that is another great signal that you have healed. A third signal that I think that is often too underrated when it comes to healing is you are different, right? Your attitudes, your preferences, how you want to spend your time, when you want to spend your time with others, you know, how that all translates, it shifts and changes as you heal. You become much more comfortable. I have found myself much more comfortable in solitude, much more comfortable working on things that I'm passionate about without the guilt as well. So I think that the way that you orient, like it's different, right? So I don't orient with like the inner self-talk or I don't orient feeling like I have imposter syndrome. And I recognize a lot of imposter syndrome are the people that are in our lives that are talking negativity in our ears that we've normalized. Like the people who are in our lives that we considered friends or consider to be like healthy relationships 
they're not. They're contributing to the inner self-talk, the sense of feeling like you're an imposter to the sense that you're not measuring up in some way, shape, or form. And I find that the sense of inadequacy that was once so normal is on. I love myself. I feel wholeheartedly my value. I am so proud of the work that I've done to protect myself, to defend myself, but no one else showed up to do that. And I, th I find that <laughs> with betrayal, you can easily allow the betrayal inform your sense of self. And when you make the choice to not allow betrayal to inform your sense of self, to not allow your community or the destruction of your community to inform your worth, then you're in a position to heal and become extremely powerful. And what I chose in the moments where I felt utter despair, like completely just in shock and so much hurt by like how many people were ready to turn their backs on me, I realized that that didn't matter, right? So part of what I was able to arrive to by way of illusions when I like went off and was a recluse for a little bit was that like my life isn't contingent on how other people value my life. My value of my life had nothing to do with how well or how poorly people treated me. It's the way that I want to live and how I chose to treat myself. So I decided like regardless of whether I had a million friends or just myself, my life was worth living happy. I was the one who I needed to hold accountable to defending me first and foremost. So that even if the world turned their backs on me, as long as I was there to defend myself, as long as I was putting myself in the right space mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically to really bounce back from those treacheries, I was going to bounce back from everything and anything because my life wasn't contingent on the relationship and on the people, places, and spaces around me. My life had value and everything else was conditional to that, right? So I think that like now I'm in a place where I only bring people of value in my life because I value me way different differently than I did prior to. So I think your sense of value shifts and changes once you come out of that kind of situation. And as you heal from that situation, you recognize that your value is, has nothing to do with the people you surround yourself with. It has nothing to do with your status. It has nothing to do with your job, with your orientation. It has to do with you, with how you speak to yourself, with how you see yourself first and foremost. And lastly, I think that you give yourself the opportunity to see what happens next. I think when it comes to healing, you don't close yourself in a box, right? You're not defined by the traumatic experience. You're not defined by the, the injuries, the insults, the wounds that were inflicted upon you. You recognize that they happened, you honor them, and you're ready to experience differently. You, you're open, you're receptive, you're hopeful that different is just around the corner. And I think that that's what I love so much about having done the work. Like there was a moment where it was really very focused on healing. I really couldn't think too far into the future. It was very much like I need to be in this present moment right now and like work on me right now and be with me in this space right now. Whereas now, like I'm like, I've done that work alignment, I have that sense of confidence and grounding. And I'm so excited about what's next, right? I'm so excited about who's next and how that's going to translate. And no matter what comes my way now, it's not going to deter me. It doesn't shake away that excitement, that, that hope, that faith that tomorrows are better because they have been, right? Because I was able to push through some of the darkest moments that I've experienced. So now whatever moment that I'm experiencing now, whatever high or low, like I don't have this sense of dread that is forever because the worst things have already taken place. My rock bottom was I believe in like the pandemic. I think a lot of us had our own like spiritual rock bottom, however that translated. But now like whatever I experienced alone, it's, it's nowhere near the same impact and the same effect as it was when I was really like alone without a clue as to what it was I was going to do next and without all of the healing that I spent the last few years accomplishing. So I think if you're experiencing any of the things that I've mentioned, if you're experiencing remembering without, without pain, if you're experiencing that sense of self-confidence and that sense of 
grounding, if you're experiencing hope for tomorrow, if you're experiencing wanting to create friendships and relationships that are now at the standard that you recognize that you needed to have so that you aren't making yourself vulnerable to further betrayal and injury and you're not in a state of needing to protect yourself, you're not putting yourself in a box because of your trauma, you recognize that you are not your trauma and you can rise above whatever life throws at you, then you're well on your way towards healing. You are healing and I am just so proud of you and honestly, I need to say it, I'm really proud of me because it was a lot of work and I think that I'm prepared for the work that is ahead, right? Whatever comes my way, I am more than confident of my capability of, of managing through because I put through some of the darkest moments where I needed myself and I showed up for myself. So because I showed up for myself then, I am confident that I will show up for myself in the future and I will make a point to show up for the right people who show up for me in the future. And those are the only kinds of people that I have room for in this next stage and phase of my life. In any case, that was the topic for today. Those are like the signals that I wanted to leave you with if you're healing, but you're kind of in a place where you're not really getting a sense in your self-evaluation as to like, well, am I healing or am I kind of in a rut? Like a healing is not a linear process. It is, it is incredibly non-linear, but if you keep track of some of the signals that I've given you, you'll recognize that those are the things that start to moderate and shift and change as you shift and change with the growth that you are experiencing. In any case, that was it, but definitely not all. Now, before letting you go, I would be remiss if I didn't let you know that we will be going live at least twice a month, every month for the foreseeable future on our Facebook page. So definitely be sure to tune in. Now, these events are paid events. So if you do see yourself participating in our community on an ongoing basis, then I do suggest that you take a look at one of our package plans. Yes, so we do offer package plans over and above our live events, as well as access to webinars and workshops largely focused on self-mastery over and above those events. So check it out. Be part of our game changer community and being part of the change that you want to see allow us a small role to play in your journey. We are on the road to 1k so we do invite you to follow us across all of our social media platforms and we look forward to chatting with all of you very soon. We'll talk to you later.